G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Tuesday, good to get insights into developments as they're happening with the people of God in the nation of Israel. Stan Goodenough is joining us once again, an Israel-licensed evangelical tour guide. He's a journalist, writer and speaker. His website is called Jerusalem Watchman. He's been scouring the headlines overnight and back with us once again. Stan, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. So good to be with you. Stan, let's start with those big relational issues where U.S. President Joe Biden finally has called the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu late last week, but not before the new American leader has resolved to re-engage with Iran on the nuclear agreement that Israel rejects. What are the latest headlines telling us? Uh, Neil, thank you. The, the background to this is that Israel and the United States used to be very much opposed to the agreement which was signed in 2015 between a group of nations led by the United States and Iran, whereby, according to the United States, the Iranians would be prevented from developing nuclear weapons, something they've been pursuing for many years. The Israeli position back then, this was during the Obama administration, was that that agreement would in fact guarantee Iran's eventual acquisition of nuclear weapons. When Donald Trump became president, the American withdrew from the the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the agreement, uh, much to Israel's uh, appreciation and, and satisfaction. And during the four years of that administration, the relations between Israel and uh, the United States were very tight. After Joe Biden became president last month, leading up to that, uh, to the inauguration of Joe Biden, the anxiety was growing in Israel that the new American administration once again engaged with Iran. Now, after President Biden became the president, uh, he did not reach out to Israel for weeks, and Israel grew increasingly agitated, increasingly agitated by this lack of communication. However, last week, uh, President Biden did call Benjamin Netanyahu. The, uh, the, the official spin was that it was a very good phone call, but it only happened after the Americans uh, already decided and announced their intention to re-engage with Iran. So Israel is now uh, extremely anxious about the way things are going to develop going forward. Okay, it's not the only relational issue with a new president. Uh, Meanwhile, the Palestinian Liberation Organization and Hamas are positioning themselves to secure American backing for the establishment of a state of Palestine in the land of Israel. What's the latest here, Stan? Uh, Once again, when Joe Biden became president, uh, one of of the policy reversals that he implemented right away which was set in place by his predecessor, uh, was the willingness to engage with the Palestinian Arab official movement, the Palestine Liberation Organization, uh, primarily, uh, to discuss and push forward the idea of the two-state solution, which most of the international community supports. 
the Palestinian Authority, which is another term for the PLO, uh, they have been preparing the ground to engage with President Biden in a positive way after having a very negative uh, non-relationship, really, with uh, the former President Donald Trump. There is a, a certain amount of deception taking place here, not least a statement by the PLO's executive yesterday that the Hamas organization, which is a um, Islamist group, part of the Palestinian Arab movement, political movement, that controls Gaza, and it had aspirations to control all of the Palestinian Arab areas, that Hamas is willing to recognize the state of Israel uh, inside the so-called pre-1967 borders. Now, what this means in effect is that Hamas is saying we're prepared to compromise as we enter these negotiations and we want to have a relationship with the United States that will facilitate our dream to establish the state of Palestine. The founding charter of Hamas, however, rejects any Israeli presence, any Jewish state, anywhere in the Middle East, in anywhere in the land of Israel, and is dedicated to the destruction of Israel. So while on the surface, Hamas is portraying itself as more reasonable, hoping to secure votes in the May elections, which are coming up for the Palestinian Arabs, the Israelis are well aware that this is a cloak-and-dagger attempt to try and get uh, American support for a movement that is devoted to the ultimate destruction of Israel. Let's turn our attention to those who are aligning themselves with Israel in a more significant way. Another country has recognised Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and will be moving its embassy to the city. This time it's the African state of Equatorial Guinea. Uh, What's this story look like? Uh, Neil, again, if you know, I'm sure you do, uh, international law uh, permits every nation to delegate or designate, rather, its capital city. Um, In Australian uh, political interactions with other states, every country in the world that Australia has an embassy in or high commission office in uh, is in the capital of that state. The only exception uh, is the state of Israel, where no country until recently has recognized Jerusalem, a 3,000-year-old Jewish capital city, uh, as the capital of the modern state of Israel. Now, this uh, was changed in the previous American administration when Donald Trump recognized Jerusalem in 2017, moving the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv uh, to the Israeli capital. Guatemala has also placed its embassy in Jerusalem. And as you stated, Equatorial Guinea, according to an announcement last Friday by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Equatorial Guinea is also going to move its embassy to uh, Jerusalem. Kosovo and Malawi have announced plans to do the same, um, but it's, it, it, we're still waiting to see other larger countries uh, recognize the capital of Israel in the same way that they recognize the capitals of all the other countries with which they have relations. Okay, let's turn our attention to a bit of a COVID update here. Israel's begun to lift its lockdown on Sunday amid optimistic reports of COVID-19 vaccine results countrywide. Uh, what's the latest here, Stan? This comes very, uh, very much a timely story in relation to your country, Neil, as uh, your vaccine rollout has just begun this week. Uh, Israel has been vaccinating its population since late December and to date has given more than 4 million of its 9 million uh, citizens the first shot. 
and you know, 3 million have had the second shot already. So it's well on its way to meeting its target to get the entire country vaccinated by March. Now, comparatively speaking, just for the, just for the sake of your listeners, Israel has a population of 9.5 million to your 25.5 million. The total number of cases that Israel has, of COVID cases that Israel has, um, has suffered through has been 750,000. Australia has had 20, nearly 29,000. At present, there are 41,000 active cases in Israel compared to just 39 cases in Australia. And I believe in the last few days, you've had no new cases recorded. And in Israel, the deaths have numbered 5,500 uh, to Australia's 909. So Israel has, uh, while Australia has very effectively held the virus at bay, Israel has really been subject to the ravaging of its people by corona and is moving ahead very quickly now with its vaccination program, which is, as you said, uh, returning very positive results, um, most most effectively, 98.9% of those who have received shots um, are having put be given a barrier against uh, against the fatal dose of COVID. And according to the data released by the ministry, the vaccine is also 99.2% protective against serious illness and decreases the chance of hospitalization by 99%. So very positive responses so far to the vaccine there. Very little resistance to vaccines uh, in Australia. I think it's about 20% of the population has, according to polls, said that they will not submit to the vaccination process, but in Israel virtually everyone is going along and having their jabs, and they are starting to see the results. Okay, and we'll no doubt be monitoring those along in coming weeks as well. Uh, Stan, uh, let's finish on an interesting and high note. Uh, Following a week of snow and rainstorms, the level of the Sea of Galilee rose rapidly through the weekend, adding to Israel's anticipation of a glorious wildflower display in the coming spring. Uh, What's that look like? Well, for Israel, the little Sea of Galilee, which is really not much more than a large dam, uh, has always been its primary source of fresh water and its main indicator of how well it is doing uh, when it comes to water supplies through the years. It's been under a lot of pressure the last few years. A lot of drought has depleted the lake. But past last year and this year, the rainfall has been excellent right now. The Sea of Galilee is just half a meter below its optimum level when they, in fact, have to open sluice gates and allow water to go down towards the Dead Sea. And that's because, not least because of a very big weather system that came over the country last week, bringing snow to the whole whole land and a lot of rain. Um, And promising with this drenched, wet country about to go into its long, hot summer, that the transition will be a very beautiful spring with wildflowers greeting Israelis across the land. And as Israelis are not allowed to travel abroad, pretty much as most of us are uh, stuck where we are because of COVID, uh, the local population will get out and really appreciate the beautiful flower shows this spring. Uh, Wonderful to hear, Stan. And for those listeners who would like to connect with you, Stan, let me give your website, jerusalemwatchman.org. jerusalemwatchman.org. A lot of uh, very important issues there to deal with, and you blog about those frequently. Stan Goodenough is an Israel-licensed evangelical tour guide, journalist, writer, and speaker, that website to connect with Stan Goodenough, JerusalemWatchman.org. Stan, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. 
Thank you, Neil, and shalom to you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.